Hello and welcome to the Red Corner, episode 5, where we have me, Max, Will, Roy, and our guest today, who's an Arsenal fan, Frankie. So today we lost 2-1 against Arsenal. What did you think? I think you shouldn't sound so fucking glum about it. I think we actually did quite well. No, yeah, I was happy we, with our performance. I don't know if I don't know if Frankie would agree, but I think we had the measure of them. I think we did outplay them in the second half. So in the first half, they they were all over us apart from the first five minutes. But then the second half, we really came out and we we did we we did a good job of it. Mm. Except for the first five minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, you nearly scored after two minutes with Sturridge, so I wouldn't say the the first five minutes went too badly. Yeah, we should. Well, yeah, that was what I was saying. It was the first oh. five minutes, the only good part of the first half, and then we were. No, I, mean, I, I thought Liverpool played well. I think, uh, yeah, Rogers is right in the in the in the sense that he deserved at least a replay. But um, look, at the end of the day, it's about who wins. And Liverpool have played well at Man City. They played well at Chelsea. They've now come and played well at the Emirates again. The next stage in the development, which is which is what Rogers is all about, is is getting something from these games. So I think next season it'll be interesting to see if you if you can go to Etihad, if you can go to Stamford Bridge, and if you can start turning these good performances into points. Yeah, and you could argue and, you could argue we lost out on refereeing decisions in all three, but I think your point is very valid. Well, okay, what what do you think of Howard Webb today? I mean, very inconsistent. Yeah, horribly inconsistent. I thought he was bad for both teams, really. Oh yeah, I mean, I think Gerard yeah. should have got a red. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's it. Or when you're on a yellow card, you do not make that sort of challenge. That was it was worse than his first yellow card. Yeah, I think um, one of the. But then reasons... again, the penalty that he turned down for us was more blatant than the first yeah, penalty he awarded he us. Basically, so. just pushed him over. He's just, he's such an attention seeker, Howard Webb. He, he loves the cam- Did you see at the start of the um second half? He could have had a word with Gerard in the tunnel at the end of the um first half, or even just before the second. But no, he took Gerard into the centre circle in front of the cameras to give him like a talking to about keeping the team calm. <laughs> he, he loves a camera, does Howard Webb. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing with with I, I, yeah, I just think he was, he was bad for both teams. As you're saying, he loves the camera, but then he bottles the biggest decisions. Like yeah. he gave the first penalty, which. I mean, yeah, there was contact, but are you telling me that's enough contact to take someone down when he's not moving? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, oh, uh, well, right, it, we, let's call it soft-ish. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it was soft. soft but but I think the theme this down. season has been the theme this season has been if there's contact in the box, referees have been giving penalties. Mm. And then, so he's, he's given that we'll call it soft-ish penalty. Then five minutes later, there's another one. I'm not saying he shouldn't. He should have. Shouldn't have. He was right. But that probably just comes into referee's mindset, and it shouldn't. But um, I mean, but I, that, it's probably come into his mindset when he when he hasn't booked Gerard as well. The fact that he hasn't given you the penalty. So. I agree on the Gerard point, but I, I think if it was two two, if Gerard had taken that penalty, if he'd awarded that second penalty, Gerard had scored it. Gerard would then have been off, and you would have been attacking us with ten men. But I don't think a referee, when it's five yards away from them and there's that much contact, would. I, don't, I just don't know how he's missed it. You, surely you can't make the decision that quickly that you're going to go for karma by not awarding the penalty. It's when it's so blatant. It... I don't think it. I, I think he saw it. I, I just think he didn't want to risk it too much. You know, two penalties in five minutes. Imagine if they were both wrong. For example, he would have got so much shit. It was just so. I suppose it could have been because he he, he awarded the last penalty so soon. I don't know. It should have been a penalty. 
Maybe it's all just karma for Martin Skirtle. Has he? Has, has Skirtle even had a penalty against him this season? <laughs> well, he should he have had about twenty. He, he's su- such a risk at the back playing Skirtle. I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I, th- I think he's been fantastic. But I've got a soft spot. Oh, for I, uh, his his general play today was actually very good. I thought Aga was probably the weaker of the two centre backs. Yeah, but I think but one of the reasons was Skirtle is such a risk from set pieces. Yeah, but in both. Regarding our defenders, that's the same for everyone. Fullbacks weren't good enough today, not even Flanagan. He was better in the second half, but the marking... I mean, they don't offer that much of an attacking threat normally. I don't, I don't think today, Fla- Flanagan marking... tracked back well enough, to be honest. When he went forward. Well, for both goals. Does anyone, here think, that... Does anyone here think that Flanagan's overrated? After, yeah. like, five good games? I think he's over, overrated by fans. by our fan base because he was such a surprise. Yeah, you know, we, I think we he's been he good defensively, but going forward, Sold. he's only as he good as he should be starting for us, which is what people are saying. Yeah, I mean, like some people are saying, you know, let him go to England. That's that's pretty stupid. I don't know. It's premature. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's That's definitely Walker, not better. Than, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think he'll ever be good enough to be a starting right back for an international or a Champions League team. No. But I think as a backup right back who you can bring on, he, he's probably still one of our better defenders because we have no good wing backs in fact Sterling's probably our best wing back at the moment plus he can play right back and left back which is always good you know? mm-hmm. yeah I'd, I'd keep I'd keep Flanagan next season as yeah. cover at full back but I think we need a, a solid um, left wing back with attacking talent of course um, speaking on the Arsenal game do you think Arsenal will win the FA Cup or mm, um, I think no, I can get into the final Look, we, it's, it's one of our better chances to win it. Uh, Everton at home, they're a good team, but you'd expect us to, to come through that. So then you're looking at a semi-final. Um, look, there's Man City still in the competition. I'm still very wary of them. Um, can we win it? Sure. Will we win it? Why not? Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll win this FA Cup, I think. I think it's finally the year, surely. Do you think you'll take I a think bit you'll more seriously after City. it? Yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised that Sonogo played, Jenkinson played... Monreal played, Fabianski played. Uh, I thought we were going to take it a bit more seriously. Obviously, it paid off. So, yeah. um, it, I think a lot of it depends on on what happens in uh, against Bayern. If we're already out of the Champions League after a poor first leg, yeah. you've, you've got you've got to take that that, that quarter final very seriously. Yeah, Özil mm-hmm. didn't have a great game again today. It flashed up maybe twice three times, and then the rest of the game was pretty much anonymous. Does that worry you as an Arsenal fan? Um, I, I, I think that's been a little bit unfair. I thought he was I thought he was quite good when he had the ball today. Um, it, look, he's better on, when, we, when we got runners, and I, I thought he, he made a few good passes there when Chamberlain went forward, when Sonogo, Podolsky. I, I think it's harsh to judge a player so early when, obviously he cost a lot of money, but he, he's... Been a professional footballer now for what ten years or so. He's never had a he's never played a whole season without a winter break. He's doing that for the first time in a new league, in the toughest league. So I think we should be a bit um, just a bit more patient. And the fact is, he's not playing with the best players in the world. He, he was he was playing Ronaldo, Di Maria, Benzema. Now he's got to play with a twenty year old postman up front and Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who's a good player, but he's not Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, I thought you signed like Rooney and Benzema in the summer. So well, why is he struggling? 
it, we were about to sign him, but then <laughs> Liverpool signed Mkhitaryan and uh, cannot. Yeah, that's kind of derailed yeah. the deal, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, we signed Mkhitaryan and Eriksson and Papadopoulos. Oh, yeah. We would have had Papadopoulos if it wasn't that fucking dodgy knee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine if we had Papadopoulos. No, I think imagine if we got Mick Hitterine. I don't even know how you say it. I know how to spell his name. I'm proud nice. of that. Didn't we all learn how to like spell his name yeah. because we thought it was coming? We were an embarrassing <laughs> fan base. And then you, you mentioned <laughs> yeah. that you, everyone was like, oh, we're not going to do that again with Connor, whatever his name is. That fell through again as well. But, you know, I mean, Arsenal and Liverpool are similar in that aspect. That our fan base is a. I think we'd both admit they're pretty cringy. I know, uh, I think the Liverpool fan base in places cringy. is cringier, but the Arsenal fan base in general is more annoying. And you certainly have high profile people like Piers Morgan, who. And <laughs> Piers. We don't have a Piers Morgan in the Liverpool fan base. We have Samuel L. Jackson, who, <laughs> ju- who tweets when we win. Yeah, only um, when we win. Never God. And you have <laughs> Piers Morgan. You only tweet when you lose. <laughs> and KSI. Oh, God. Don't don't even get into that. <laughs> the less said about in the better. Yeah, but I think Arsenal and Liverpool are very similar. Very, very similar in many ways. Well, I mean, they are, but they're, they're kind of in different stages of, of their development. Um, yeah. it's kind of what I talked yeah. about earlier. In fact, the Liverpool are, are going to make the jump from mid-table, not mid, seventh-ish to top-four. Whereas Arsenal are looking to make that top four to title. So, I mean, they're slightly different, but we're seeing now the kind of overlap of the two projects. Does it, I was going to say with the overlap point, does it worry you slightly that Liverpool look to not only have made that jump, but almost caught up with Arsenal? Admittedly, you've got to deal with a Champions League schedule as well, and we might have to do that next season, which might knock us back a bit. But does it worry you that Liverpool are pushing Arsenal so close in almost all competitions. Um, yes and no. I mean, I think it's just been one of them seasons. I think everyone just pushes everyone. Like, who who would have thought we'd be right next to Man We're We're above Man City at the moment. I, I don't <coughs> think anyone would have thought that. <coughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted them to win the league. I think I was a bit... But then again... I still have City down to win the league, but I predicted United would drop out of top four. Admittedly, I thought Spurs would be... I thought the top five would be... Um, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, then a gap, then Everton and United. And uh, I, I got it wrong on Spurs, but the rest of it seems pretty sound. But the top four has been very inconsistent in general, so still hard the to predict. The whole league has been mental this season. It's still close at the bottom. Yeah, the, mean... only, the only teams who seem to have nothing to play for are basically United, Newcastle and Southampton just hovering an upper mid-table. But the bottom of the table has been always has always been close. Yeah, but this is this season more or less. But I mean, look, Sunderland are eight eighteenth uh, with twenty four points. Swansea mm. are tenth with twenty eight points. Like just four points. That's just you know, anyone could go down in that bottom ten. And how how many points are we off the title in fourth? We off the top four. four. Like yeah, four points. Arsenal mm-hmm. one point. So yeah, four points separate. Mid table with relegation and four points separate top four and first. It's a, it's going to be an exciting league. Yeah, I think it will be the best. It's all about them, them games Liverpool have at home against the top teams, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it's going to be important for us. And that's, I, I tweeted earlier. I don't, I don't know if people on the pod who watch the podcast follow me, but um, I was more annoyed about dropping points away to West Brom than I was losing in the cup to Arsenal because 
one of those games could define our season and it isn't going to be the result today. Dropping two points against West Brom can be the difference between, in this league, fourth and sixth. Yeah, I mean, if we got them two points, we would be two points away from Chelsea. I mean, you know, that's... Yeah, that's that's, that's mental. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got a game in hand. Oh, yeah, that's true. What did, you, what did you make of uh, Yaya Sanogo today? I thought, I thought he I was, was uh, pretty I, physically dominant. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really good in the air. But It's not impressive if you're physically dominant against Skirtle and Aga, though. There's <laughs> Matt Smith. Well, Skirtle um, scored two goals from a corner last, last week. My man. Mate, it, it, was, it was a fluke. It was the, it, they put something in the stitches. They put oh, on his head. I, I wouldn't call that second, that second header was last week was tremendous. I don't think you can call that a fluke. Yeah, I think um, no, I'm, I'm only Suarez one was better. Oh yeah, that was just I was outside the box, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, with the Sus- think... Suzuko assist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think so far it was Suarez header, then Skittles, and then Gerard from five years ago, I think, against Marseille. He's got a similar type of header. If yeah. you guys can remember. The best header. Probably not. Champions League. Yes. Final. <laughs> Wait, um, Can I just say, um, just as a general point about kind of Arsenal this season, I've actually been very impressed because I thought that Arsenal, would it would be another season where they've just kind of trundle along and stroll into third. And it hasn't. They've they've turned it on when it mattered. Um I mean, today this this game was very important for them, and I, I we haven't actually done it, but I'd like to congratulate Arsenal and feel good for their fans because they need this a trophy, and this <laughs> is a good chance for them. So well done to Arsenal. Oh yeah, we haven't even mentioned what did you think of the um, challenge on Joe Allen in the opening five minutes? Oh, from, from Montreal. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I thought it was a red card offense. Hundred percent. Studs up. Yeah. Uh, Just I would have understood if it was a red, but I think it still would have been harsh. Mm. I think it was. Mm. One. It shouldn't have mattered at that point. We should have been two 0 up. If that, if those were on storage is left, then I still think you know, that, that's, that's game over. Got a red in the end because he committed a couple of fouls, which could have been yellow worthy. Um, Fucking Podolski! How did he get off the pitch yeah, without? He, he, he didn't even been. get a yellow in the end, did he? He should have been booked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway. Yeah, look, I don't think there's too much to worry about with Liverpool. Obviously, your 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 target this year is top four, and yeah. I mean, the only thing that really gets me is that the Liverpool fans I speak to are like, "Oh, look, for the last five years, top four isn't a trophy. You shouldn't be celebrating that." And now that's the whole thing you you want. That's the only thing you want. It's a difference in perspective. I think we have to see it as a stepping stone mm. to improving the squad, keeping hold of players like Suarez, and then going on. I think the problem with Arsenal is that they've stalled for the past five five years now, that you've just been pretty flat in the league? Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I think hopefully them times are over with, obviously, the... Um, yeah, that's to pay back a stadium. It's paid off. There's £120 million in the bank. So, I mean, I think the, the times... I think Arsenal and Liverpool both are, are on the up, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, what, do, you, do you think the magic of the FA Cup has kind of gone, or do you think it's still there? Yeah, I, th- I think the game was better than we expected in terms of atmosphere. Um, but the fact that we had to rely on getting a next round, an exciting next round draw, and 
I mean, the game would have been good if it was a Premier League game. It would have been good if it was a Capital One Cup game. And the players and the dodgy referee made it an interesting game. Uh, the the aura surrounding it beforehand was awful. I mean, we really weren't asked. Mm. Um, well, to be honest, I, I was. I mean, I still find the FA Cup is one of the like if well, you win it, it's a big achievement. And Rogers was clearly asked because he played your best team, really. Yeah, well, we don't really have anything mm, else to, to not do. Really. Yeah, our, our depth is so that bad. We it's, we it's go from Lu- we go from Luis Suarez to Iago Aspas. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I, I think Suso could have been could have done something for you this year. Yeah. Uh, I know it's good for him to get experience, obviously, but sometimes you he's doing fantastically. In yeah, I, I think he could have been a, a player for these type of games if you're not bothered about the FA Cup. Yeah, I think yeah, him, and, I, I, that's him true. and wisdom, yeah. him yeah. and wisdom, and then Albert Hillary when he was here should have played more. Although, did you see, did anyone see Hillary's assist? Yeah, today? it was. It was like, 50 yards that was that was like Gerard-esque yeah. well, I mean like I agree with you like for these kind of games it will be always good to have these kind of players but or, but especially if someone go, goes out on loan they're getting constant game time you know they're going to improve more from that so I was going to say getting getting near the top of the assist chart in the Liga is going to benefit his career more than you know a 80 minute run yeah. out against Arsenal definitely mm-hmm in hindsight, you will see like um, we should have kept wisdom or Suso, but no one knows that they will be playing this well at the start of the season. Yeah. So exactly. it's really hard to say. Borini is probably the only player I really regret letting go. Oh yeah, go Barini, I, yeah. If we hadn't bought Aspas and we kept Borini, I would have been a lot happier. Could have saved about how much? About seven million as well. Who? That could have helped. I, knew, I just knew he was going to be a flop because he was. There was this massive hype out of um people who claim to be experts on Spanish football saying he did really well. And I had a look at some of like his you know, general stats, not just the important ones. Even his goals and assists didn't look impressive. But then like you could look deeper and his passing ratio wasn't great. And the excuse, the excuse was he was outperforming in a, in a team that was struggling. But he's okay actually, all around, but he's just okay all around. That's yeah. the problem. I can see him going to somewhere like Swansea. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I can see him going back to Spain to be honest with you. But but the thing is, like with a signing like an Aspas and a Alberto, and to some extent an Iori, you've got three players there that cost combined. We're talking nearly twenty million, maybe. And then yep. that twenty million could. I know everyone loves to look forward to the future, but if you put that twenty million there, you can improve the squad, improve the first eleven. Even. Well, that's what what we paid for Coutinho and Storage combined. Yeah. That's what I mean. You, you could you could have saved the targets you missed out on where you just didn't put down enough money or you know, it just didn't happen, like Salah or players like that. You could have just gone over the top for them and instead of waiting. Yeah, we could have, we could have picked up a you know someone like Ricardo Rodriguez. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah, we could have. We kind of regress for days. Would we rather have Ozil for forty-two million? Or Coutinho, Suarez, and Sturridge for forty-two million. Press things like that are stupid. <laughs> I'd, I'd, them. I'd rather have Ozil with forty-two as opposed to Carroll, Downing, and Henderson. However much they cost. Oh no! Come on! Don't put a Carroll cut. Come on now. Ooh, that doesn't count. Those, those <laughs> That's just not fair. <laughs> Would you rather have five European Cups or no trophies for the past <laughs> eight years? 
I'd rather <laughs> see my team win a Premier League than go on something that I only saw in black and white. Whoa! Hey. Whoa! Would I rather have a manager who has got new teeth or <laughs> needs new feet because he keeps falling over? <laughs> I can't um, do off a tip. On a co- Did anyone see the um, Benga coach struggle today? That was what. Did, did you not see the camera was focused on Wenger for about two minutes where he just couldn't decide whether he wanted this coat on or off? He had it on <laughs> one arm and it was just dangling behind him. Uh, He's losing uh, it. I mean, a lot of the, the anger from your fans seems to be dual, uh, directed to Howard Webb. The fact of the matter is he shouldn't have even been involved if, if, if Sturridge plays his part. Like, t- I told you, yeah. this, take it out of the referee's hands. Sturridge yeah. had three or four gill-edge chances. It was just very frustrating today for us, referee-wise, yeah. storage-wise, even Suarez. How many shots did he take directly um, that he took went directly to Fabianski? Was it three? Yeah. Is not a day. Like, Suarez is... I know he's played well against us last week, mm-hmm. but um, he hasn't really done it that well against Arsenal in, in, in the three games in total. He hasn't scored a goal. I actually uh, thought he played well today, but it's just that he his finishing wasn't up to par. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think he, he he hasn't been scoring a lot of goals recently, but he's been kind of playing in a different position, more creating chances rather than scoring. I don't I don't think we can keep shifting him wide. To be honest, certainly in that formation in the four three three, it doesn't work. I think where? we either need to stick with a a three four one two, where we can play him directly up front. Or something with a really narrow um, inside forward role if Brendan really doesn't want to play him as a striker. I mean, if we get a left wing back in the summer and, and, and a good centre back, like, you know, Sterling at right wing back. And uh, Sacco Aga in defence with a right centre back, yeah. This is yeah, what I. No. Who's that? <laughs> Who's Gutter again? The one who scored two against Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's leave that. <laughs> that game's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love that we haven't even mentioned, we haven't even gone into depth on the five-one. Just as a quick thing, how did how was the Arsenal reaction to five-one? Oh, so it's never, it's never going to be great if you if you lose five-one. But I think it was just a bad day at the office. Um, some fans like to use it as a as a suggestion of, oh, this is why we should have bought someone. But I mean, if whoever you buy there is not not really going to impact the result. Uh, it was a bad day at the office. We've moved on. I mean, we, to be to be fair, to be fair, if you'd bought Suarez and Raheem Sterling, we wouldn't have won five one. <laughs> and Skirtle. <laughs> and Skirtle. <laughs> Please, why did you not buy Skirtle? <laughs> uh, whoa, Suarez had eight shots today. He was he was lively. His finishing just wasn't. I didn't realize he had that many shots. Oh, he was he, he was heavily involved actually. Yeah. Where he do, where um Allen played him in. And he danced past the centre back, and then Fabianski saved it, no, no, and yeah, then I mean, went up the other end and scored. So that was Arsenal had eight shots, Suarez had eight. No, uh, Arsenal oh, had I three on I think on, ba- on balance. Suarez had on four. balance, we probably should have won. Um, oh yeah, Brad Jones couldn't really have done anything for the two goals, but our defence yet again Brad conceding Jones well today. I, I felt to be honest. Some of his he, was, he was more confident on crosses than Mignolet was. Yeah, well, uh, I thought Mignolet's always been a problem with. 
the crosses like corners. I think wise. we. Need, I still think we need in the long run. And you, I can't see Mignolet being our long-term keeper. He ha, he has too many glaring faults. Although I think with Brad Jones, the only issue today was communication mm. with Mignolet. We see week in, week out. Um, but Mignolet's only been poor recently, hasn't he? Yeah. Before he, that, I don't. Th- I think he's been brilliant for us. Oh no! I, I, I think no. I think the, I think in the start of the season he was. Partly good because of the shock factor after having a couple of seasons of a Pepe Reina who you weren't even sure was going to catch it. No, but two I mean, overall, one going straight at him. Yeah, but I mean, overall, he's been consistently solid, you would say. Yeah. But recently, it seems like he's not really confident with Skirter or Torre. That's why he seldom comes out. Not. I think you know. what Mignolet presents you with is a keeper who can make some really excellent saves and then mm-hmm. make some pretty... Awful errors, so I wouldn't count him as a solid goalkeeper. Whereas what you actually need, if you're challenging for the top, is a solid goalkeeper who you can rely on to not make any, barely any mistakes in the course of a season, and then occasionally make a couple of worldy saves. Okay, I've got a couple of questions: Chamberlain okay. or Sterling? Mm. Chamberlain's the better all-round footballer, I think. Down the middle, Chamberlain. Um, in a wide area, Sterling in the short term, um, Chamberlain in the long term, most definitely Sterling. I think. Mean, I think. Yep, I uh, agree. Yeah. Um, we always do this, don't we? We always uh, compare players, but can we just appreciate how good both of them are? And they're oh, both yeah, English. I think, yeah. it, I think it's great that we've got two players like that. And uh, Sterling's mm-hmm. proved today he can play right back. Chamberlain's proved over the over the last few weeks he can play centre mid, left wing. So it, I think I, even if we say one player is better than the other, it's just like barely better. Yeah. Just slightly better. What yeah. annoys me is when they tried to use, like, um, I think it was 606, tried to pull up some stats to try and compare them. And the stats oh, yeah, they were using that, yeah. ridiculous stuff like passes per 90 minutes is so irrelevant because Sterling has been playing as a right winger in a counter-attacking yeah. formation, whereas Sterling has been playing in a central midfield role in the most proficient passing unit in the league. And that's why yeah. I don't like stats. They can be very. It's misleading. not an issue of stats. It's an issue of the the people using the stats yeah, and not thinking the, about yeah. what the stats are saying. Yeah, some people mm-hmm. get way so, too into stats. Like people look at assists, but when they should be looking at chances created. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, I mean, like you, you can get well, many assists, but it doesn't mean you're like great. It, it yeah, can be just a simple there. pass, and then yeah. one man does an, an amazing shot. It doesn't mean it was a great assist or anything. You know? well, Alice it, it, got it, an assist for crossing it behind Suarez in the West Brom game. He still managed to head it in. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're talking about chances created as opposed to assists, then Mesut Ozil hasn't really had that disappointing a season. No, I mean, yeah, 100%. I, I feel some people underrate Ozil, but at the same time, some overrate. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's an issue with chance creation with Ozil. I think it's an issue with when you pay £42 million for a, 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 a creative player you want them to be involved for the whole 90, where he's drifted in and out of game in almost every game and then been anonymous in a couple. And I think that's what that's what's more worrying. If he can still pop oh, yeah. up and create chances, great. But I think I think that's what you expect a, a, you know, a £10 million player to do. When you're paying premium, you want a player like Luis Suarez, who is relentless and impacts on the game, whether he's assisting, scoring or not. But before moving to Arsenal, he was um, arguably the best ten in the world. I would say he was. Yeah. Would you say he's, so? he's still he's yeah. still arguably great? I, th- 
Yeah, I think it was a few uh, months ago or like last month. I looked at the stats and he had created the most chances in Europe. So I wouldn't say he's, he's been too bad. I thought that, though. I thought Leighton Baines yeah, has fair. done something similar to that. I, um, I really rate Leighton Baines. I, I really rate Coleman. He's gone kind of from nowhere. Second best right back in the league. He's been the best, best right this season. Back in the league. Yeah. I think yeah, Zabaleta on ability is better. But four more. I remember when he was playing um, right midfield for Everton and then Gosling was at right back. And then Moyes, Moyes Gosling. Effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Then Sorry, Gosling left for Newcastle. There are people at my school who are still standing by David Moyes and like Liverpool fans at my school. I, I just put the Liverpool fan in inverted comma. Um, they they think that Moyes is a good manager. Can we just clear up? David Moyes is not a good manager for a oh, top team. He's great. I, I want him to stay in charge of Manchester yeah, United. Like, oh, I, I, I want him to be there forever. But he's legendary. He's a great manager, so they don't let go of him. I think that's what we should do. No, no, he's fantastic. Yeah, no, he's amazing. I think United yeah, have to keep it in long term. Legendary. Guys, can we, keep it, we keep it objective just to clear it up. David Moyes is United's Roy Hodgson. He's just a manager who is not good enough. Who was everyone's man in the match today? Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yeah, I would probably go with that. Sterling man of the match. Um, for Liverpool, I go Gerrard. For Arsenal, I go Chamberlain. Good job, good job. Do you want to close You're it up minus the tackle. Yep. Do you want to close shall. the Arsenal bit up, yeah? Yes. Yep. Frankie? Yep. Yep, that's fine. All right. right. Cool. Three, a two, a one. All right, thanks to Frankie, who came on to... Oh, my God, I can't even speak. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. I always nice. fuck it up. I always You've got poo guys on the free. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> okay, can I take a couple of minutes? Can I go get a drink? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Cheers. Um, okay, wait. How do? Thanks for. Thanks joining us today. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Three, <sighs> two, one. Uh, big thanks to Frankie who joined us today. Um, well done on the Arsenal win. Hopefully you'll win the FA Cup. Oh, I hope so. Cheers. Cheers. Alright, so let's talk about the Fulham game now. Oh. My. God. And that's our analysis on the Fulham game. (laughs) Next week on the podcast. Oh, when Gerrard scored. Oh, oh my God, I went mental. I went absolutely mental. He was loving it. Yeah, I know. We We weren't good enough in the first half. Um... But we stepped it up massively. I think Rogers has proved in the last two games that he can give a fucking mean team talk. What did you think of Skirtle? Well, no, what did you think of the goals? The second one was a shambles, um, just defensively. Um, the first, I don't, I just don't think we were good enough in the first half, and Fulham punished us. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, just to drag it back to the Arsenal game for a second, because I've just seen. This pop up in my timeline, nice little stat. Okay, um, across the 90 minutes, Arsenal made five chances. And Liverpool's awful, or words I saw, or pointless midfielder Joe Allen created four chances. I told Roy less this stat than today, the entire 
Arsenal team. So for someone who apparently doesn't have a point, um, Joe Allen played four pinpoint passes today. Great chances. So, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I... And also, Raheem Sterling made four dribbles, Arsenal made four. Yeah. First half of the Fulham game, what did you think? Wasn't good enough. Who, who, who do you think was the fault for the second goal? Flanner Skirtle. Both. I, I would say Skirtle's fault. <laughs> I would say Skirtle's fault, but at the same time, I where was Colo Torre? He was just in the middle of the frame. Just nowhere. I'll tell you where he was better positioned. But surely he should have been marking someone. But the problem was the cross. Exactly. Are we going to blame Colo Torre for not being in position today? Because he was on the bench? No, no, no. seriously. I I, I actually think, whilst I think Colo Torre is really shit, I think he he's now become like this kind of bogeyman every time a goal goes in. Where actually you have to, I mean, certainly today, um, I I have a tendency to blame Skirtle, but today it was the fullbacks who were at fault, Ali for the first and Flanagan for the second. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, if they if they're not going to contribute an attack, they have to be absolutely solid in defence, and that means tracking your runners. It's it's such a basic thing. It's what you get taught when you're six and you're learning to defend is get your head up, don't just ball watch, and watch the attacker that's going for. Obviously, attack the ball, but your main priority as a defender is stopping the attacker from getting on the end of that cross. Yeah, right. So in the second half, we saw Coutinho get a goal from mm-hmm. a million long shots, and Gerrard scoring a last-minute winner. Number one, do you think it was a penalty? I think it was. Yes. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah very clear. Um... What do you think of Coutinho's shooting? Do you think he should be? What? Shooting's always been a problem. Actually, I looked at an article um, that was written when Coutinho first joined, and it's pretty much spot on. His his finishing is the only thing that lets him down as a young attacking mid. I think he, he yeah. does everything else perfect. I think today he was a bit sloppy in the first half with his passing, yeah. but mostly he his physicality isn't a massive problem. I think he shields the ball well. Um, obviously, his dribbling and passing range is excellent. If he could improve, I don't even mind if he if his long shots aren't great. But what I want is if he goes through on goal, where he has a good opportunity. I want him to bury it. Um, and I, if he if he can't take long shots, I don't want him trying them over and over again. It's the same with Sterling. Like people say that Sterling's finishing is weak. As long as he's finishing those chances where you go, you have to be scoring there. I don't have much of a problem because he's very good in the approach play. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's only strikers who who should be expected to, you know, bang yeah. them in from all angles. Vacation. No. <laughs> well, then again, Obviously, you have sponsors like Joe Allen's versus Everton, where any player, any person, should be scoring that. But then again, um, I'm, again, no, I mean, advanced midfielders. I think they should sometimes be expected to, to score outside the box. I mean, obviously not stunners, but I mean, at least get something close. Oh yeah, but actually, focus, yeah. how many how many goals has Coutinho got this season? Couple. A couple. It's not an awful return. Yeah, maybe we want it to look like near a five. But actually, when you've got two of the most lethal strikers on the planet, I'd argue that his defensive contribution is far more important to the team 
than banging in a couple of goals. Oh no, Coutinho got four. Oh no, wait, three goals. Three goals. That's not bad. He could easily finish on five for the season, which I'd say is a decent target. Yeah, How many assists has he got? Four. Mm. I don't How think that's enough, though. No, yeah. He's... Max, how many but then assists? Again, four. four. Oh, only four assists. But sure. then again, I I feel he's an impact player too. I mean, like it's not only about stats, here, you know. Yeah, uh, but ideally you would want your. We did say earlier like assists on everything. I'm surprised that it's only four. Mm-hmm. But um. No, but I mean, I ideally know, you want your strikers to score season, twenty goals. Then you want your midfielders to score double digits, and your defenders about a handful, like four or five. But we got Coutinho who doesn't score goals, which is sort of a problem in a way. Yeah. Not which is why someone like Victorian would have done a bang. I mean, how many goals is Gerard? I swear Gerard today. Oh, no, because it wasn't a Premier League game. Gerard's almost matched his Premier League goal tally, hasn't he? Or is it assist? No, um, he's, yeah, he's matched his assist tally. He's got nine. Mm-hmm. He scored seven goals in the Premier League. And considering this is the deepest he's ever played, I think that's a good return from Gerard. No, but he just plays them balls, which are just magnificent. I mean, he, he can <laughs> Max, 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 if you tell a joke and it doesn't get a lot, don't, don't force it, mate. No, no, no. Well, how else am I supposed to explain them? Gerard's delivery oh, yeah. into the box just superb. is quite impressive. Yeah, OK. I just want to ask the guys, um, who was your man of the match? My man of the match was probably Sterling. Okay. Um, yeah, Sterling. Okay, so tonight we'll be talking about the Swansea game. Um, where we'll see our ex-Liverpool player, John Joe Shelby, return at Anfield. I think Swansea could pose us a problem. Um, it's at home, though, so I'm quite confident. It's at home, which fills me with a lot of confidence. Um, yeah. I think we'll win. Um, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think we'll I keep think a clean sheet for this one. I can see us scoring three or four... Um, so I think it's going to be something like 3-1, 4-1. I reckon it'll be 3-0 to Liverpool. 3-0, Liverpool. 3-0, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, people to watch. Um, I think Wilfred Boney could really cause us a problem. I think John Joe Shelby will. I can't see him doing it twice, but perhaps. Now we're going to look at some of your questions from Twitter. As always, if you have any questions for the podcast, please send them in to either myself, Roy, or Max Question one, <laughs> Max, can you can you can you just give us something? Thoughts on Howard Webb's overall performance, and do you believe we should have had more free kicks than we did at the penalty? It wasn't a good performance at all, and yes, we should have had that penalty. We've we've kind of covered this in the podcast. Yeah, I think we should have had a, a second penalty. I think the Aga penalty would have been soft, but certainly the the Suarez one was stonewall, to use the cliche. So yeah. Okay, oh, we're going to have question two from Roy now. Off you go, Roy. Okay, question two. Who would you like us to, like us to sign as a box-to-box midfielder and why? Um, for me? Are we, are we talking if we get Champions League next year? Is that the, uh, the assumption? Yeah, I would say so. Yep. Okay, so for me it would be Mateo Kovacic because he's unbelievable. Um, he could sit at the bottom of the diamond or he could operate as one of, as the pivot in between the two tips of the triangle. Diamond. I'll try that again. Or he could sit um, alongside a player like Jordan Henderson in that diamond 
as the pivot. So yeah, Mateo Kovacic, lovely. Mm. Max, I would have said Hernanes, but he's gone to Inter. Mm-hmm. Was Hernanes ever really a, a pure box to box though? He was a box to box midfielder. Mm. He was. I think he was. Not massively contributive in the defensive half. Mm. What about Kadira? It'll be a bit. Kadir is a good shout, more defensive than attacking, but I think that's what we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be tough to get him there. Would you take Javi Martinez as a backup? Not Javi Martinez, Javi Garcia. I was going to say Javi Martinez, Martinez as a backup. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Lucas. Um, sorry, would you take Javi Garcia as a backup to whoever we sign? Yes. Yeah. Easily. I think, because at the moment we don't really have any pure defensive mids, I think Javi Garcia would be a, a good signing for us. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. Okay, yeah. so can we have question three? I think we're going to go back to Max on this one. Um, um, but you never know, because it's Max. <laughs> Give it a go, Max. So, question three. How awesome is Zhao on a scale from one to Suso? Um, Suso minus one. I think yeah. Zhao's good. Um, but also, he's not, for me, sterling levels of talent, and he's older. It, it, you know, when Suso is better than Zhao... But I, I just think there's a lot of academy products who whose ceiling is a lot higher than Zhao's, but I think he could be useful for us. I really like Zhao, so I'm going to go Sterling minus three. So you're saying that Suso's Sterling? See, I can't see Zhao starting for us in the next what, three seasons, and I can see Sterling starting for us next season. I think Zhao would be more of a backup in, in the next mm-hmm. three years, as you say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so can we go straight on to question four? If we're going to do the side tennis, let's go back to Roy. Mm-hmm. Question four. Who would, you, who would be better playing up front, Sturridge or Suarez? Sturridge. Both. I, don't, I think we need to find a formation where we can play two up top. Yeah. I mean, if it was just solely I'd one person. A really, a really narrow 3-4-3 three, three with Suarez as the um, left forward. Um, hmm? Yeah. I'd play 3-4-3 three, yeah. three any day. Yeah, I know. It says in your bio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if we have a question five, but let's go back to Max to see. Max? Question five? Texera for Allen. Should have it happened at about the 70th minute? No, I think, as, as my statistic proved earlier, Joe Allen did. I, I mean, I didn't even notice that he created four chances. Yeah, um, I think it was more of an like, unsung hero, you know. But, well, not much. I, 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 I'm going to be honest, by his standards, I don't think Joe Allen had a good game. No. But, apparently, even, even as someone who looks out for Joe Allen's brilliance, he created four chances that I didn't even... Re- I th- the only one I can remember is the Suarez chance, which forced him to a save. But he made four chances. That's the stats. So, there you go. Okay, we're going to move on to question six, because apparently no one was interested in question five. Um, Roy, you got anything for us? Okay, question six. Um, do you think Amvila would be a good option as DM to guard Steven Gerrard and become more box-to-box when Gerrard retires? Don't say Gerard ties, that sounds really depressing. 
I think Mbappé oh. would be a good option. I think Mbappé would be a good option for us. Yeah. But actually, um, I think with our current style of play, we don't suit having a pure defensive mid. What we need is a player like Gerard sat behind two kind of ball winning ball winners. Um, and I think that I think that really suits. That's a style that suits us. I think we could change if we went to a three. If we stuck with a three four one two. But as long as we play either the you know the four three three, we well, it's been more a four three one two. That's kind of vibe, or even a three four three. Who's the most improved Liverpool player so far this season? Sterling. It's between Henderson and Sterling, but I'm going to go Sterling. Because Henderson Henderson was performing at the end of last season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I say Sterling, but okay. And on that note, I'd like to thank you for joining us this week. Um, if you if you are still listening to the podcast after so many weeks and so much rustling, then I do thank you. Please feel free to follow the example of fellow Red Bob the Red and leave a comment. <laughs> Be as scathing as you want. It's very amusing. Okay, thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, have a great week. Enjoy the Swansea game. And you'll never walk alone. How fucking cheesy is that? Bye. Bye Bye-bye.